It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from fantasyfootballscout.co.uk. My name is David and today, of course, we're going to have a look at how my team got on in double game week seven and what my plans are for game week eight. Because, of course, once again, we are faced with another week defined by flags and injuries. There's yellow flags, orange flags, flags of all citrusy colours on the players who are highly earned. And there's going to be a lot of interest in those press conferences going into game week eight. And, of course, you will also know that there are lots of wild cards flying about as well you may have pulled the trigger on yours you'll have noticed that Andy and Seb from the Scoutcast have pulled theirs so if you want to see who's on their current drafts go and watch the most recent episode of that uh, Joe is also on one as well and of course uh, you know he's talked through it on the goals imminent episode we had on Tuesday as well so there's lots of wild cards out there right now and that can perhaps sometimes cause a little bit of pressure uh, on yourself if you not if you're not too sure what you're going to do and you see a number of other wild cards it perhaps um, gives you itchy fingers now uh, hopefully uh, my uh, team uh, selection video today is going to perhaps Perhaps bring a bit of balance there. And I'm not suggesting, by the way, that wildcarding uh, is a bad option, but it's not necessarily the right option for everybody's teams because it's always team dependent. And yeah, full disclosure, up front right now, I'm not wildcarding for game week eight. Uh, I'm kind of unsure when I'm going to play that wildcard. I had been looking at game week nine, but I'm, I'm relatively happy that I can get to a team that I quite like for game week nine or ten. And there's a possibility I might hold it for later on in the season. I've got two free transfers heading into game week eight as well, which I do actually have to thank most of you guys for, for helping me with that on the deadline stream. And we'll get onto that in just a minute. So yeah, that's the current situation for my team. We'll look at it in a little bit more detail in just a second. But before we go any further, of course, it is my pleasure to remind you that the Fantasy Football Scout membership price is still 30% off with those pre-season prices. So make sure you get yourself sorted out with one of those before the game week eight deadline, especially if you're on a wild card. Um, you know, it's just almost essential to have access to all of that information that you can customize of course uh, as best uh, as, as you'd like to have a look at it over the last four weeks six weeks seven weeks however you want to look at it and uh, yeah that's gonna be very helpful for you wildcarders but also very helpful for those of you who are just uh, using your free transfers this week as well now I also have to thank you guys once again uh, for nominating us for best in fantasy football editorial at the football content awards 2023 we massively appreciate the support you guys have given us uh, in that if you'd like to vote for us to win this category uh, then there's information on how to do that in the description below uh, so go and check that out uh, if uh, if that's something you'd like to do and as I said any support that we that we have with the football 
Content Awards. We massively, massively appreciate. Um, it helps keep us going and uh, helps us uh, know that we uh, are producing content for people who really enjoy uh, what we do, which uh, is just makes for a really nice, beneficial and happy cycle. Um, so let's jump into my team then for Double Game Week 7. How did it get on? Now, it's a little bit of a misnomer calling it a Double Game Week 7 for me because I didn't have any Double Game Week players. And that was um, something I largely had decided uh, a number of weeks ago. I felt that there was a bit of a window of opportunity for Carlton Morris in those four games that he had between game weeks uh, five, six and seven. Of course, four games in those three game weeks. And uh, yeah, I'm... I'm relatively happy that you guys got something if you weren't for Morris. I never quite had the opportunity to go for him. I was never all that enamoured. I felt there was an opportunity. If you go for it, it might come off. It did. Uh, it's nice to see that these underwhelming double game weeks sometimes don't necessarily always go the way of Emmanuel Dennis and Valt Veghorst. So well done to those guys uh, who went in that direction. Now, as for me, uh, a relatively interesting game week. As you can see on the screen, it did finally get me my first green arrow in three game weeks. Uh, not a very big one. Um, only up by about 10k places, I I think from about four, about 20k players, about 460k to 448k. Uh, but I had some big help here from a number of fortunate scenarios. So um, I, going into game week seven, I wasn't entirely sure what I was going to do. I was thinking I could maybe sell Chilwell and get to an additional Newcastle defender in Dan Byrne. And uh, yeah, in the end, uh, I was torn between that and rolling the transfer because I felt that I could probably just about start a decent team with Cash, Stupinian and Botman. It was it was really in, in defence that I was uh, having decisions to make. And yeah, thank you very much to chat because uh, I put up a poll. You guys said roll the transfer. So I started with Cash and Stupinian, which maybe uh, was was not as beneficial as it could have been in the sense that I did lose two points for Stupinian. But what it meant was, well, as I said, a lot of luck here. Botman then didn't play. Uh, which was quite surprising. I'd seen uh, a couple of accounts who sort of claimed to be in the knowledge about Newcastle, perhaps maybe they weren't, um, suggesting he was going to start. He then didn't. So I felt very worried and very, well, basically naked without my Newcastle defender knowing that some people have burned, some people have Trippier. He's very, very nervous. Now, with Botman not playing at all, um, it meant that one Joachim Anderson came off my bench for 15 points, which in a week like this did actually make a big difference because on Monday, after the Monday game, so after Chelsea and Fulham had finished their match, I was 917k. But then when my uh, auto sub came in, that threw me up about 500k places, <laughs> which as I always keep saying at this stage of the season, you're only ever a differential haul away from perhaps half in your rank. Um, and so I should just say the 917 was sort of a live rank. It was about 460k going into the game, because I said earlier. So I feel very fortunate about Anderson. That is the first time I've got one of his hauls this season. He has, of course, got quite a few of them, but they've always been when I've benched him, largely when I've started him, he hasn't delivered. Um, he has shown mercy on me this game week by hauling and coming in. And as I said, I do actually have Sven Botman to thank for that. Uh, but I do still kind of have a few problems. I'll just talk through the rest of the team. Uh, Saka got me the nine points. The, the sight of him at Bournemouth uh, helps me uh, sort of realise, yeah, he's going to be involved and that's what we want to see. Uh, and Burmo uh, blanked again. Uh, Diaby got me uh, two assists. Uh, Salah blanked and uh, nothing from Madison either. Alvarez got a goal and Haaland uh, blanked as well, which is a bit annoying. So as I said, I've got some problems because I've still got Chilwell on the bench with a red flag. I've got Botman with an orange flag. And then I've got Saka and Diaby 
also with yellow flags. And so in terms of what I do for this game week, this is what my team looks like before I've made any changes, or rather I've made some substitutions. Now you may be wondering why I have put Chilwell into the team. Well, that's because it is my intention to sell him and start whoever I replace him with. And so it just helps me realize that that's what I want to do. Now, um, as I said, my decisions are going to have to be once again, dictated by those press conferences coming up in the next few days. I need more information on Diaby. I definitely need more information on Saka uh, we will see but I've kind of got a loose plan of what I want to do at the moment so I'll talk you through uh, a few things first if you haven't already seen the latest pieces of information on the injured players that you can see on the screen the main ones that we've had some good lines on are Saka and Botman so we'll start with Saka and what's the latest on him well of course had this little injury didn't train all that much ahead of the Bournemouth game went to Bournemouth started the game Got a goal, had to come off, uh, and then was you know a bit of a doubt for the Lons game. He then started the Lons game. Arsenal lost. Uh, Saka had to come off. He was struggling in about the 34th minute, I think it was. So that was an enforced substitution in line with this ongoing issue that he's got. And so the quote that we've had from Arteta is as follows. He tried to backheel a ball in the first half and felt something muscular. Alarm bells ringing when I hear the M word. He felt uncomfortable to carry on, so we had to take him off. It was a, it was big enough not to allow him to continue to play the game, and that's a worry for us. Now, what I'm seeing with the treatment of Saka, I feel, is uh, is making me nervous long term. I think that Arsenal are in such a situation where they feel like they they need to play him every game. Uh, perhaps even if he doesn't necessarily uh, or shouldn't be. I was about to say if he doesn't want to. I'm sure Bukayo Saka wants to play every game. We've seen this with Harry Kane before as well. And, what it can do can lead to a situation where you just overexert the player a bit too much and then it causes them some issues longer term and perhaps rules them out for several weeks. And I'm kind of worried that that's maybe what might happen with Saka. But when I say worried, I'm not necessarily all that worried because actually, if I'm honest, I love Saka. Big fan of his, both for, for club and for country. But it would be useful if he could be ruled out of Game Week 8 because there's one glaring omission from my team right now who I feel like I need for Game Week 8 and that is Son Heung-min. Now, if uh, Saka is out with the two free transfers, I can get to Son relatively painlessly, uh, which I'll talk about in just a minute. But I'm going to update you on what my plans are for Botman because I think I'm just going to leave Botman on my bench. Now, I don't think I'd start Botman in this game week anyway. I know Newcastle defence has been good, but the West Ham attack has also been very good as well. And I think Newcastle will win this game, um, but I do think that West Ham will probably find the net as well. Bowen and Ward-Prowse in particular have been a good goal-scoring form. So, uh, the latest on, on Sven Botman is, and this is from Eddie Howe, Sven has got a knee problem. I don't think we'll see Sven before the international break, but hopefully we'll see him very quickly afterwards. So, of course, there is some doubt over whether or not he plays against West Ham. And if he does, as I said, I'm not expecting much from him. However, I do not want to jettison my current investment in the Newcastle defence. I kind of felt a little bit naked, as I said, not having a Newcastle defender for game week seven in the end. I got lucky with Anderson coming in, but I can't bank on that happening every single week. So uh, when this challenging, more challenging fixture for the Newcastle defence is out of the way, I'm going to want to have a Newcastle defender for game week nine onwards. And if Botman recovers in line with Eddie Howe's current uh, planned uh, timeline, then hopefully I can just bring Botman back in. Um, Chilwell, of course, is a much more urgent sell because he's uh, seemingly out for a lot longer, got a bit more money tied up in him, and I'm much less interested in having a Chelsea player uh, for reasons that I'm going to hope at this point are kind of obvious. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's kind of my situation with, with those guys. And so yeah, I'm starting to have a think about what I could potentially do with those two free, two free transfers, and I very much want to see if I can get to Son. 
Now, the unfortunate situation for me is that going from Saka to Son does involve uh, downgrading somewhere else. Um, I currently uh, have nothing in the bank. Uh, if I take uh, Saka out and replace him with Son, uh, then it basically leaves me with uh, about 1.7 that I have to find somewhere else, um, I think it was. Um, and so, yeah, I've got to think about where I can downgrade. Now, obviously, Chilwell is the, uh, is the obvious choice there. Um, and so, you know, that's... That's okay. Uh, sorry, it needs. It, I, if I sell Chilwell, then I need to buy someone who's 4.7 or less. That's kind of what my my view is here. And so it's a bit frustrating because I wanted to maybe have a look at uh, Destiny Doggy uh, or Pedro Porro, but they're a little bit outside my price range at the moment. And so I'm kind of considering Van de Ven, which is a little bit underwhelming. But I was I was having a look at the fixtures over the next couple of weeks, uh, and Spurs are of course top of the season ticker for fixture difficulty over the next six. Now I had a little bit of a look at how teams were getting on uh, in terms of the, the ease of their defensive schedule um, and um, yeah I've kind of I'm kind of invested as much as I need to be anyway so the top four teams for defensive difficulty over the next four uh, includes Villa and Palace and I have options for them already Newcastle also up there as well uh, Wolves in there too but you know that's probably going to be a rotation thing um, I do think the next two matches Spurs have a good um, chance of a clean sheet they haven't necessarily been one of the best defensive sides of late so I've just got on the screen right now the best six sides for defensive potential over the last over the last four so this is the teams that have conceded the fewest big chances Spurs don't feature there now they have played Liverpool uh, so maybe that's going to impact it uh, in some way um, you know they've also played against Arsenal so I'd like to think the fact that they're not appearing in this phase of the table is is perhaps just because they've had some difficult fixtures when you consider that in their first four they kept uh, two clean sheets um, Bournemouth and Man United were the teams they kept out Burnley and Brentford both found the net against them I'd like to think against Luton and Fulham two teams that have had relatively low XG creation over the last few weeks that Spurs have a decent chance of keeping a clean sheet there and I suppose just also looking at the teams that have good defensive potential over the next couple of weeks I'm not interested in an Arsenal defender for this week because of Man City um, and then they've actually got a couple of extra challenging games Arsenal after that Chelsea Whilst the defensive stats have been good, I just feel that they're unreliable. Uh, Brighton all of a sudden have managed to get back into this part of the table, despite the fact that they were in a really bad place for this uh, of late and then conceded six against Villa. Uh, obviously, obviously, you can see on the other screen, I've, I've benched uh, Stupinan for now. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. 
That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. So yeah, that's kind of my thinking there. It's, it's a bit underwhelming, uh, but I feel like it's a good way of covering off where I'm a little bit short, which is a lot of people have Spurs defense. And I think that's a, a good option uh, this particular uh, week. Um, so yeah, just going back to my game week eight bus team at the moment, what it means for the starting 11 elsewhere. Um, I'm, I think I'm going to go for Turner over Flecken this week because uh, Nottingham Forest defense has actually performed better than Brentford's over the last four in terms of the numbers it's allowed. Crystal Palace's XG is lower than Man United's XG is over the last four as well. And of course, Eze potentially out for up to six weeks, which does also massively impact their goal threat um, they really uh, have suffered without Elise in the team and so losing Eze as well I'd like to think that there's a there's a not out of this world chance that the uh, Forest do get a clean sheet and as I've mentioned before slightly losing my patience a little bit with the Brentford defense the uh, the long-term injury to Rico Henry really is is not very helpful there um, Anderson has uh, very much uh, you know He's shown me mercy, and I must uh, I must show myself worthy of it this week by starting him at home against Nottingham Forest. As you can see, I'm kind of hoping for a nil-nil there, but I don't think that's completely out of the realms of possibility. And Anderson always has the opportunity of popping up with attacking returns. If he does get something, it's great, even if it busts my turn a clean sheet, because to be honest, um, you know he's just a huge differential and is making a big impact. So that means a stupid man on the bench uh, alongside Botman is at home against Liverpool, and I do think that Liverpool are going to do quite well in this game uh, based on how um, Brighton got against Villa. Uh, and that might Minus two has really sort of spooked me a little bit. So then it means Cash holds his place, of course, away against Wolves. Um, I've talked about my views on Mbermo on another video on the channel. So rather than sort of waste your time here uh, and have you listen to it all again, if you've already checked it out, uh, I'll push you in the direction of that video. Go and check that out uh, for my views on him. I, long story short, I'm going to give him another opportunity this week because some of the other issues in my team, I think, um, need a little bit more solutions. Uh, and also there's a couple of opportunities that I think are worth uh, thinking about as well. Madison, Diaby... It must be worth saying that uh, I do need to keep an eye on what Emery says about Diaby. Uh, my plans may have to change if he's the one who is also um, looking doubtful as well. Salah stays in the team as well. Um, and then, as I said, at the moment, the bus team has Saka and Chilwell in it. But I'm expecting and hoping that enough happens in such a way that I can make my moves and move towards uh, Son, uh, fingers crossed, um, Alvarez and Haaland up front. I do think that they can be the difference against Arsenal, despite Arsenal's defence being quite good, because as we've seen over the last couple of years, Man City uh, do know how to get the best out of Arsenal and get the FPL points to come along with it. Now, um, I may sound relatively confident in the decisions I want to make this week, but I have been exploring other ideas because I am fully appreciative of the fact that at the moment, who I'm seriously missing is Kieran Trippier. Uh, he has done very well in the last couple of game weeks. 18 points two game weeks ago, 12 points the most recent match. As I said, I do think that uh, Newcastle's chance of a clean sheet is somewhat lower this week against West Ham than it is against some of their other opponents they've faced recently and some of the other opponents they're going to face in the future, in the, in the near future. But Trippier really can rise above all of that quite nicely with his attacking potential. Um, he has created more chances than any other defender so far this season. Uh, he's very much uh, in a positive place for things like big chances created over the last four as well. So stick that up on the screen as well. In the last four matches, four big chances created by Trippier, uh, seven by Salah. So he's, he's second and behind only the Egyptian king for creativity. Uh, and of course, a lot of that comes from set pieces. And what we have seen in recent weeks is that he can do that against teams that are susceptible to that. And in the last four matches, West Ham are second worst for chances conceded from set pieces. Only Sheffield United have conceded more chances from set pieces than them. They've conceded 17 headers have West Ham in that time as well. So only Burnley and Sheffield United have done worse there. So 
Trippier clearly has a fantastic matchup this week um, and he's in like 40% of teams and I don't have him. So I do have to investigate the possibility of of ways that I can do that. And unfortunately, kind of in a situation where I think I'm going to have to choose. It's either Son or Trippier. I can't really get to both unless I potentially do a minus four, but then I do need some serious downgrading. So what I've stuck on the screen now is my transfer screen. If I tried to do Saka to Son and Chilwell to Trippier, and it leaves me short of 2.1 million, which is, of course, quite a lot. Now, what areas could I do to downgrade that? It's kind of hard, to be honest, because uh, Alvarez, if I was to downgrade him, it's down to like a 4.5. Uh, Haaland going down, I'm not really in the um, the no Haaland gang yet. I mean, maybe I end up there, I'm not sure, but... Um, it- I just I don't I feel very very naked without without Haaland even if I'm not going to captain him this week which we'll get onto in just a second. Uh, DRB downwards means I've got a 4.5 million striker and midfielder. The same for Umbermo. Uh, Salah I don't want to get rid of him. Madison I don't want to get rid of him either because I think this is a good fixture to double up on Spurs, possibly even triple up on them as well. Um, Cash Stupin and Anderson and Botman none of those guys can can shave off 2.1 million. Neither can Turner and Flecken. So um, the only place that I found that would allow me to still be doubled up on the Spurs attack and have Trippier would mean downgrading, in effect, downgrading Son by signing Kulishevsky instead. So I can, if I want to, if I feel more inclined to get Trippier, go Trippier uh, instead of Van der Ven and go Kulishevsky instead of Son. But the problem is, is that Son just looks so much more captainable this week uh, than uh, Kulishevsky does. And, you know, he, to be honest, I think he looks more captainable, arguably, than Haaland uh, as well. Now, Haaland obviously has been looking good over the last four matches. 16 shots in the box for him. So if, if any of you out there are thinking about moving him on, he's still had more shots in the box than any other player in the last four. Son's had uh, 11. Uh, in terms of the big chances, I mean, Son is still doing quite well. Uh, he's had six. Uh, Haaland's had 10. Uh, and then in terms of shots on target, uh, Haaland is also joint top for this, but Son is also joint top as well. So Son, Madison and Haaland, all top of the league for shots on target over the last four. And you will, of course, have noticed actually that Kulishevsky really, really not anywhere near the top on any of those tables you've seen on the screen. To combine, uh, to, to, sorry, to compare Kulishevsky and Son, so these are the decisions I've got to make. Um, 11 shots in the box for Son last four, nine for Kulishevsky. Uh, six big chances for Son, none for Kulishevsky. Nine shots on target for Son and and two for Kulishevsky. Uh, Kulishevsky has created more chances, 16 to Son's three, uh, but the XGI, uh, again, it's just hugely in Son's favour, 3.22 for him and 1.18 for his midfield counterpart. So I wouldn't captain Kulishevsky. I would captain Son. Uh, and yeah, it's very much uh, the defensive side of things that has me wanting to captain Son. Luton, uh, whilst they're not in the bottom six for XGC over the last four, uh, they are in a, a bad part of the table. Uh, they are, sorry, they are in the bottom six across the season as a whole and they've arguably had very favourable fixtures against very low XG creating teams in the last four. Um, uh, whereas Man City, of course, have to go up against Arsenal. As I said, I think it's good enough to hold Haaland, but I don't think it's necessarily exciting enough fixture to captain him when it could have Son uh, against uh, Luton. It's an away game as well for Spurs, which actually I think is better for them because it'll be a little bit easier for them to sort of uh, capture, uh, sorry, catch uh, Luton on the counter-attack and pounce on some space that opens up a little bit. Um, and I'm not necessarily all that confident that Luton is a team that can stick everyone behind the ball and actually... Um, wait things out in quite the same way that Sheffield United nearly succeeded in doing uh, in that week where he did disappoint a lot of captainers. So that's kind of my thinking there. It's it's a decision of Son versus Trippier. Um, and I think at the moment I'm edging towards Son for now and I'll work out how to get Trippier later on, perhaps on a wild card. Maybe I'm not going to rule that out. As I said, I don't want to use it in the next few weeks, but I'm not going to rule that out. Um, 
I just think that there's a bigger upside for Son this week because of that captaincy. There may be some people that can't reach Son, for example, and so being able to captain someone who's not necessarily going to be in everybody's teams, I think, is is useful. Uh, it's it's a slightly more aggressive way to play it rather than covering off that defensive player who's in 40% of teams. I'm you know going to have a look at instead uh, signing someone who uh, is uh, to be you know he's in 25% of teams, so he's not necessarily a nobody and or differential or anything, but is in fewer teams. Harlan's in 90% of teams and captaining the the guy who's you know not as owned by as many feels like an exciting opportunity in this particular week uh, and that's probably what I'm going to try and do um as I said, uh, it still allows me to be invested in that Spurs defence as well, which I haven't really uh, gone into too much detail here. I, I, I think that Van der Ven can get six points in the next two matches for Spurs, which will hopefully uh, do enough to just sort of justify leaning into Son rather than Trippier. So that's mostly what I'm thinking there. But anything can change. Uh, as you will have noticed from last week's video, uh, my plans ended up being just to do nothing because you guys uh, provided some very helpful input in the end on the deadline stream. And I, I credit you for me having two free transfers this week because that's what's going to allow me to either get to Trippier or Son. Uh, with those two free transfers without having to take a hit so thank you very much I appreciate it and uh, you know it's possible that the team news situation may fluctuate and change throughout the course of the week make sure you check out the team news video on Friday with uh, Joe and Neil because I think it's going to be important again um, we may get pieces of early information uh, on Saturday uh, because of course Luton v Spurs is actually the early kickoff as well um, and you know you never know what mood I might find myself in on the deadline stream so it's all we want to caveat that with these are my plans right now they may change uh, we'll see how they go uh, and just stay tuned to our content to uh, see how the landscape is going to shift uh, as i said a lot of this information has come from the members area so make sure you sign up ahead of game week eight it will massively help you especially if you're on a wild card uh, and with that i shall leave you fine folks to enjoy the rest of your fpl tinkering and i shall see you next time hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.